Welcome to Entrepreneurhood, where we break entrepreneurship down into three simple pillars, business, lifestyle, and motivation. Our goal is to use our personal experiences as industry leaders to guide and inspire young entrepreneurs to see the lesson in every challenge, because we understand that companies don't succeed, people do. Now, welcome the leaders of Entrepreneurhood, Lakeham and KB. Welcome to the neighborhood. You got your boy Lake Kim in the building, and I got my brother KB in the building with me. We on episode 36, and we decided to name this one, Your Brand is Your Resume, right? And the reason why this episode is so special is because KB and I, every time we record our episodes, we normally in two different states. He's in NY, I'm in Indianapolis. And this is our first episode that we're shooting live in person, we in the same room, same time. But the caveat is that we in Mexico. KB's gonna let y'all know the quarter of the day, and he's also gonna let y'all know why we decided to choose this topic. So KB, what's the quarter of the day? Today's quote is, your brain is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. And that was said by Jeff Bezos. And I didn't even know it was said by him, but it's something I always repeated. And once I heard it, it just clicked to me because you know, what people talk about you, that's how, you know, your business really grows. Word of mouth is the best form of promotion. Yeah. And it's, it's free. So they can be saying positive reviews or they can say negative reviews. That's up to you to decide that. And how you decide that is by branding yourself very well. And that's one thing I'm big on. Y'all know Body by KB, that's, when you hear that, you're thinking fit, you're thinking curves, you're thinking confidence, you know, that's how I brand myself. So that's very important. And I'll say that one more time. Your brand is what other people are saying when you're not in the room. It's a fact. The main reason, like you said, we chose this topic. When you become an entrepreneur, you're no longer judged by your resume because now you're the boss. Yeah. So instead of everyone judging you by your results and your brand, get rid of your job resume is extremely scary, but having an anatomy to prove your worth without a piece of paper is one of the most gratifying things in business. So that's why we want entrepreneurs to understand your brand is your resume. That's it. So... What have you done <laughs> in so many words? And how many people have you helped? Who are you helping? Why are you doing it? Why are they coming to you specifically? That's true. And I think the biggest thing is when you get into business, you start to realize that like you, when you're the boss, you can't be walking around with a resume saying, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. What does your brand say you've done? That's what people really care about because your brand is, KB's gonna let y'all know what the definition of that is, but I think it's so important. KB and I, we're real passionate about this topic. So KB, did you find the definition of what brand means? Brand is the marketing practice of actually shaping your brand and your business. So the basic definition is that how do you serve your customers? The way you serve them, the way you they can get in contact with you, the way you promote yourself, all these things ties on the brand because it's a one big umbrella. Yeah. And we all have different things that we need to work on as far as our branding and things that will make the biggest difference so we can make the most amount of money. So that's the whole point of this is understanding that there's the little things that you need to tweak or the little things that you need to change about your business, like far as like having a mission statement. Yeah. That has to be clear. Like, what are you trying to do? And what's the other one after the mission statement? The vision statement, yeah. You, you need a vision statement. These are the things that you need in place and to start you know, the groundwork, the framework. Because people are always rushing to get the logo and get the website, which is great. But at the same time, you gotta make sure your paperwork's straight too. Yeah. You don't wanna be <laughs> branding something, and I'm just saying, bite by KB, bite by so you start pushing forward. 
and I think so a lot of times we just jump right into it. That's what I was usually do, which is good. All right, so what's the second problem we got, KB? Second problem is I'm grinding, but I don't like posting on social media like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, you don't like having a phone bill, but you need a phone. <laughs> <laughs> you can live without your iPhone, for sure. You can live without social media, but people won't be able to contact you. It's the same thing. You have to be a part of this new world that we're in if you want to be, you know, successful. Because we just got to keep evolving, keep adapting. It's like people back then where they say they don't want to have a website, they don't want to be part of the internet. And then sure enough, 20 years later, Amazon comes out. Now you want to get a website. Mm -hmm. It's already too late. And I'm telling you, and I think the biggest thing is like social media is you have to know how to use it the right way. I know people, they have their own views on, hey, I'm a personal person or I'm a private person, whatever the case may be. I'm in Gramo, but you got to know how to maximize what social media is meant to do, even if you're not comfortable with it. So that second problem, we definitely got, I definitely got a good experience for that one. Yeah. And also just a quick fact for you guys, 3.81 billion people use social media in 2020. Wow. And it almost doubled since 2015 at 2 billion. Everybody's on here. This is where you get the maximum amount of exposure. Why not use it? Why not take advantage of it? It's free. That's another factor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's the attention. And the true entrepreneurs, they go where the attention is. The third problem we got, I'm not where I want to be yet, so I don't want that much attention. Yo, man, and again, that problem, all it's really saying to us as entrepreneurs is that we're being insecure. Because let's be real, no one is where they want to be yet. I don't think anybody is. And if they say they are, then they, their goals are too low. Yeah. So I think this problem, KB and I, we hear a lot of entrepreneurs say that. So we just want them to know nobody's there yet. And, and if they are, their goals are low. And what I ask them is where do you want to be? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't define where you want to be, then you're not going to know what you're shooting for. So I always say this is if you're grinding for just to have the one ride in the, in the music park, or you want the whole amusement park. So if you need to know what type of grind it is, and it's up to you to determine. That's true. So you gotta know your destination if you before you start any type of trip or any type of movement. Us entrepreneurs, the reason why we chose these three problems is because we feel like they're the most common things when it comes to branding yourself I and mean, realizing that, again, your brand is your resume. And what KB and I, we're going to do, y'all know how the episodes go. We're going to start off by sharing with y'all some of our experiences or other people's experiences that relate to this problem. And then we're going to let y'all know what the solutions are at the end of the episode. So let's jump into some of our experiences. And I'll jump into the first one, right? Because the first problem we said is that it's hard building a brand when no one knows who you are. And here's my experience, right? In 2015, is when I started James Marketing Consultants. That's my company, James Marketing Consultants. In 2015, it was just an idea that sounded cool to me. And I was 22 years old and I had no business experience, but my motivation was high, but my skill set was very low. That was the stage that I was in. But what I realized, isn't that a beautiful thing? It's building something. When you build something, your excitement is high, you're passionate about it. And that was the biggest thing that I wanted to get at. And all building a brand means is getting people to see your vision. That's what I had to tell myself. 
And at that point, when I was building my brand, I was like, yo, like Kim, your vision is blurry. But because my vision was blurry, my brand was blurry. The money was blurry too. <laughs> the money was non-existent. It wasn't even blurry. It just didn't exist. Because I was trying to figure that out. Once I was clear about what I wanted, that's when JMC started to take off. And now JMC is my brand. JMC is my resume. All based on me building it up. Because at first... When you're building something, like I said, it started as an idea. So it started cool. So I got a question. What hit you? What was the pivotal moment for you to change how you was going to bring yourself? When I realized that I had to get my brand online and I had to like get people to buy into something. So at first, when I was building my brand, I was like, all right, what do I want people think JMC stands for? First, I had to like know what I wanted it to stand for because I wanted people to buy into it. I started thinking about different companies and stuff, and I'm like, why do people like Nike? Why do people like Polo? And then I was like, what it stands for, what it means. And I wanted people to have that same idea when they thought of my company. And to give a backstory, this is when you left New York to move to Indianapolis. So not many people don't know your brand. They don't even know who you are. Facts. How do you get people to buy in to say, yo, come work for me, we're gonna make money, doing sales door to door. Bro, I think, again, it was just my excitement. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing when you're building something is we're all excited about it. But the toughest part is the consistency behind it. We know everybody, they start this, they start that, they start working out. They got a clothing brand. You know, they got a makeup company. But the thing is, they then fall off after a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But the biggest thing for me was, I'm like, yo, if I'm gonna start something that's gonna be mine's, I'm gonna be extremely passionate about it because what I've learned about sales and business is sales and business is a transfer of excitement. And that was one thing that I had to tell myself. So for me, that was uh, the exciting part. Like I was excited that no one knew who I was because mm -hmm. I knew I wanted people, eventually people were gonna know, was gonna know who I was. Yeah. My example is, is my new, it could be it's a business, but it's a true life experience. I, I moved a lot as a kid growing up, and I always was the new person, the new kid all the time. So with me being a new kid, I always had to reposition myself, rebrand myself to see who I am. Everybody knows the first day of school is always the worst when you're the new. Because you don't know anybody, and you at lunch, you're like, yo, who I'm going to sit next to? You might sit next to the corny kids, thinking they're the cool kids. You might <laughs> sit next to the cool kids, but realize... They're really not that cool. Facts. And so what I used to do, I used to, because people have a hard time branding themselves if they don't, if nobody knows who they are. I get it. So when I, being a cool kid, I will analyze and I will seek out, you know, competition in business terms. I'll seek out the competition before, and when I go to the lunchroom, I'll be who I who I'm supposed to be, and I will make sure I will stay true to my core, to my mission statement, to my vision statement. And I know, listen, I'm going to let them know that I'm fly, I dress nice. And I'm sarcastic. And that's gonna be my way in. And as I did that, and I could play cards, I was playing Crazy Eights. That was my that was my thing. So I know all these different elements about myself being a new kid every time. So I might have some Jordans on, some Air Max on, people would be attached to that. So I knew my promotion had to be very well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had to make sure my delivery was right. Because I didn't want to come off arrogant. People just say that, but that's what attractive was. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta give them a sauce, but not too much. And then when I get in the classroom, I'm smart as hell. So 
They was like, yo, but you do this. And next thing you know, they know me, they like me, and then boom, they trust me. So now I used to learn, this is high school, junior high school throughout my whole years. I learned this, but I wasn't doing business. I wasn't making money off of it. But once I took those same elements from know and trust, then I start implementing my business. So I might go to these network events. I might wear what I wear. People might compliment me. And I, you know, I might you know, keep my jokes and be sarcastic. And they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm a personal trainer. Oh, really? You know, they like me and they trust me. Right, I'm going to try this guy out. And they actually come, then that's when I deliver. And that's when I give them the results. And now what? What you want to do? You want to tell people about me. And it's like, that's how you build when nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Because when you go, people that come from New York, they say, if you come to New York, you make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's only because they have the mentality to say, I'm going to do whatever I do in New York, but I'm going to do it here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> the same thing is don't be worried that you have zero followers, five followers, or you're not famous as a group of friends or somebody doing the same business as you has a great follower. There's a market for you. There's a niche for you. There's a there's people that's willing to pay that price who can't afford that person that you might idolize or whatever. And I think that's important to learn as entrepreneurs. Like, don't compare. Social media is great, but it also can be messed up at the same time because yeah. there's so much content and you just comparing. Oh, I thought I was good. I'm happy. I'm not happy about my Honda because this person just got a new Bentley. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta be be happy. If you made twenty dollars and that was your first sale. Shit, be happy about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's better being in the negative and it's better than making nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I think we get caught up with so much of that has nothing to do with us, honestly. Everything has to do with you. You should appreciate, you know, the journey and also understand, no, somebody started at zero as well. Everybody wasn't known when they started their business. Exactly. So, I right, so when you were building KB the Trainer, and you had your ups and the downs, what would you say was your biggest thing of when you're like, all right, now I'm starting to see some progress or what was like the biggest challenge when you were building KB the trainer? Because in fitness, we know, yo, it's extremely competitive. Everybody's a fitness trainer. Yeah. And you didn't have no equipment. No. You ain't have a, a place consistently to train, you <laughs> no. know, like you ain't had none of that. So like, how did you find a way to be you and, and, and take off? I literally, took whatever I had. So I had no equipment, but I had the park bench. <laughs> <laughs> the park bench was free. And from that one session, I would save money and go to Models on the Avenue and buy a resistant band or go to Marshall's and try to get some cheap equipment. And I would just try to be strategic and go on YouTube, look up different ways how to use one particular thing. And I wanted to master whatever I had in my hand. And that was my approach. Just, this is what I have. I'm gonna make something out of it. And I just come from where we come from. So we can't just make excuses. Yeah. And I was one thing. I wasn't going back home with no money. I'm used to come back with a, a new lead <laughs> or some money in my pocket. And then as I kept doing it, mad ups and downs, lost money, bought stuff that I didn't need. And you just learn through the process. And But when it really started to take off is when I started narrowing down my niche of me helping women be fit without losing their curves. Once I started doing that and I was a clear focus and I was just mastering this craft, I'm still mastering it, that's when things started to scrap because the people are coming to me and they know what they want already. Yeah. Because they see, before they even get to me, they see everything about me and what I stand for with my training. And I think that's important because your brand is your resume. That's it. <laughs> and I think, yo, that's so cool because that's the biggest thing of when no one knows who you are, before they know who you are, you have to know who you are. Like, 
you as an entrepreneur, you got to know who you are before you're trying to get it out to people. So I think that's why we hear a lot of people say, yo, it's hard building a brand when no one knows who I am. But do you know who you are? And once you narrow that down, I think that makes sense. That's why KB took off was because he narrowed down his niche. And then he was like, All right, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And then boom, off to the moon. So I think that was money, man. What's the second problem we got? The second problem is it's a big oxymoron. I'm grinding, but I don't like posting on social media like that. That's what I did. I said that for sure. We just run away for the next best thing that's now. So it's like more people have, a lot of people have iPhones now. Doing, I like working easy. I like doing stuff on my phone. I like connecting all my products, but I don't want to get an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that would make no sense, bro. Yeah, like social media is for us to grow and to expand our voice and our brand and i think that we need to capitalize on it and there's some people say it's not that i don't like it i'm too busy grinding i'm too busy working so this is what you can do if you're grinding and you're working you can have somebody else run it for you yeah you know that just one of the simple facts you gotta think about this how much money are you leaving on the table so if you're making six figures already or high six figures seven figures even five figures that's great but how much money are you leaving on the table yeah by not using social media and I think that was the biggest thing. So here's my experience, listeners. I went through an entire year in 2019 of not posting on social media because I told myself that I needed to clear my mind and I needed to focus. That was my mindset going into it. And by me taking that whole year off, all I really did was I just lost momentum because I did a great job in 2018 building up a little bit of momentum and I took that whole year off. And what I didn't realize in the moment was I took a year off of building my brand. And that was the biggest regret that I had because I thought that social media it didn't really have a lot of value. And I don't know why, I was just in my own world to be honest, and I just didn't see the value in social media. I was like, I, I do in-person sales. How could in-person sales benefit from social media? Because if you're not in my city and I can't hire you, then what's the point of me talking to you? Like that was my mindset. And I think if you are a private person, then my advice is just to document your journey, your business journey. Yeah. Because I think people look at social media and they be like, oh, I gotta show everybody everything that I'm doing. Yeah. But that's not it. Like, and that's what I thought too. But even in 2019, when I was pretty insecure and I had a lot of shit going on, if I just documented my business aspects of what I still did, because I still did a lot of cool stuff that year, but I took a whole year off. And what I realized was the main reason I use social media is business first, pleasure second. Yeah. And I think that's my take on it now. But I was just, when I told myself I was in grind mode, I was really just insecure. That was it. Yeah, and not enough people are going to admit that. They just think I'm this, just this way and I can't get with it. And it's, it's not about you getting with it. It's understanding that there's money to be made from using a free platform. Yeah. It's that simple. So if yeah. you're a business person, you understand profit and losses. And you understand investment. And we spend our time and we spend our money on investments. Why not take advantage of the free one? Exactly. <laughs> I've never been that person. Even back in from MySpace days, I used to post certain things. I wasn't having a business then. But I just always figured that by having a following, I could always capitalize. I didn't know what I wanted to do back then. But as you progress and you realize, oh, this is for my business. So I look at my posts. If I post these certain things, it's eventually going to turn into dollars. I try to make everything turn into dollars. <laughs> Because I learned this thing, if you want to spend money every day, you might as well try to figure out a way to make money every day. That's true. But it's just a different type of thinking. 
But for me, I always looked at my social media as my business. I post things that's going to help my business. So all the different memes and all the different things that I see on Instagram, I like it. But I just don't post it because it's not going to be good for my niche and my audience. And that's another thing entrepreneurs understand. When they come to your page, you want them to have everything that you are talking about over in better ways. You're not trying to confuse the customer. So if you go into the Nike store and they're selling Adidas, you're going to be like, hold on. What store am I? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or if you go in there for sneakers, they don't have no sneakers, but they got socks and t-shirts. Yeah. So it's the same thing with your business. If, if I'm saying I'm a trainer and I train women to help be fit without the curves, why would I be posting dudes or dudes that's trying to lose weight or... You know, something that's irrelevant, yeah, you know, yeah. to, to my business, not even just fitness related. Why are we posting that? That wouldn't make any sense. And I think social media, we have to set ourselves up for people before they even DM us, before they even inquire. And people know that, but it's little strategic things that you need to have to make it easier for the customer journey. So if you go, you know, to the Apple store, it was a certain process. You got to search the name. After you find a product, you got to click download. And after download, you have to put in your information if you say or you set up your face id and then it goes to your phone then you, you might have to sign in again mm -hmm. <laughs> and make it easier or you can sign in through facebook or you can sign in through google and then you actually get the product and then after that it might give you a free trial and then it'll upsell you like that's called the customer journey yeah and you need to have that tight for your business whatever it is whatever the process is so if you're a makeup artist hairstylist you're a barber you do accounting Lawyer, set up how your inquiries have that tight and make sure your social media is tight and make sure you're not just social media like Instagram, but you know, your Google. Yeah. Because people go and talk about, oh, I do this, I do that. All right, Google me. What's going to come up? <laughs> yeah. And if, and if nothing <laughs> don't come up, then like, again, what people see online, bro, if they don't see nothing about you online and your resume is non-existent, yeah. then you really don't exist. It's the simple, like when you at, he out the game, is out, out the game. So let's just clear that, James is out the game. But back at, before, it's, yo, you talk about a girl, oh, she's this, she's that. What you gonna say? Send me her Instagram. Why? Because I want to see how she look. And that's the same thing with business. So people can say, oh, with this business, oh, this guy is great, or she's great at what she does. First thing they do, all right, send me the Instagram. So you want to make sure your Instagram it's tight. You want to make sure your website is tight. You make sure it's, it's clear cut. You want to make sure it's easy for the person to get the service or product that you're serving. All right. So I got a question. So what do you say to the entrepreneurs that don't like posting because they're like, I can't make money from my posts? Because to be honest, that's how I thought. For real, in 2019, I was like, what's the point of me posting stuff online? Um, all I need to spend all my money on is job ads like ZipRecruiter, Indeed monster that's where I, I thought i needed to put all of my, my time which mm -hmm. i mean for to a certain extent i did but i was just like there's no value to me posting stuff because i'm not going to make no money off of it and that's the, the level of thinking we got to take the cap off we got to take off because one you can make money like you mentioned earlier from personal branding just documenting your, your story and two also if you're grinding then that means you're probably really great at this and you don't have time for a lot of stuff which means that you could create a course for somebody. You could create an ebook for somebody and you can sell it to them. So you can make money not from the actual business itself, but how you do business. Wow. Everything's not gonna be direct sales. Some stuff is gonna be some stuff is gonna be business to business. If you're an elite at sales and you're knocking out sales, hundred sales a week for a high ticket item, 
you can teach people how to do that and you can post it on social media your success and your results and your testimonials so if you take the cap off your thinking and just think i'm a hairstylist and i have enough people already but i don't know how to make more money you can scale yourself with products you can scale it with yourself by teaching other people how to be a great hairstylist for a certain technique you can make youtube videos zoom videos sell that to other people yeah. so don't just think i have to get money one way you can like we did in the last episode <laughs> You can have one stream and run it up seven different ways. That's true. And I think that was like my biggest thing was I probably, I did, I was thinking inside of a box and I wasn't thinking outside of the box. And that was like my biggest limitations was I was only focused on, hey, this is how I make money. But I never thought of documenting the journey and teaching people how to do it in that way. And that was my biggest uh, struggle. I struggled with that. Yeah, and, and we always are entertained by a great story. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, entrepreneurship is a movie. Like, there's so many ups and downs, so many twists and turns. I'm like, damn, I should have been recording when I was in a park. Trading for $6. Real. If I would have recorded from then till now, you know, I, I can make a whole series about, you know, what has happened. And I think that I want to take advantage of now and just start documenting the process because I still have so many pillars and milestones that we both want to hit. Yeah. And this is just the surface of it. Yo, that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. And I think that's key, man. That's big. What's the last problem we got? The third problem is I'm not where I want to be yet, so I don't want too much attention. Mm -hmm. This one is uh, it's always tricky because you're never going to be ready for where you're trying to be at. Because once you get there, it's always going to be an update. Yeah. It's always going to be some changes that you're going to make. I made you know so many different changes to my app, my program, to my training style. I thought it was perfect. Damn, this is perfect. But it's not. I always end up changing. Not having to take away that attention is also going to take away your drive to make it better. Because I always ask people for their feedback. Yeah. No matter how good I think I am, I always ask for their feedback. After every session, most of the time, I ask them like, yo, how did you, you know, feel about this workout? What did you, where did you feel it at? I'm always a student of the game. I never feel like, oh, I know this. I know so much. I'm KB the fucking trainer. I don't do yeah. that. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to help you. I mean, and I want you to help me by letting me know wh what exactly is going on with your body. And I think having too much attention or running away from too much attention is not going to be better for you as an entrepreneur because you're not going to be able to chance to adapt. Yeah. I think, again, when it comes to that problem, what I put was I, I go through this phase at least once a year of telling myself I don't want too much attention. And Again, the biggest reason of why I think entrepreneurs struggle with building a brand is because of their own insecurities. Facts. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> and our insecurities is what, like, really holds us back from taking our business to the next level. So what I realized was, like what you said, I always feel like I should be ahead of where I'm at. Yeah. Or I should be like, yo, I should be five steps further. If I'm in this current spot, I'm like, yo, I should $100,000 more saved. <laughs> I should be getting 15 more sales a week. I should have 10 more employees. Yeah. So again, my insecurities, of I don't feel like I am where I want to be because I always feel like I should be doing more. That's always held me back. And what I'm starting to realize in business is, again, one, we're never going to be where we want to be. And then two, if you feel like you are where you want to be, then your goals ain't big enough. I just keep reevaluating that stuff. And again, that's what happened to me. Because if you're a thoroughbred entrepreneur, you're not just going to be satisfied with just constant. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. we always progressing. We always want to help. We always want to make help other people's lives, change their lives. So after you make a certain amount of money, you're like, yo, I want to help 10 people. Next thing you know, I want to help a thousand people. Next thing you know, it's going to be, I want to help a million people. Yeah. So that's just how we are. And you always, life is always about progressing, you know, what we contribute to the world. So you thinking that once you hit a certain pinnacle, like people would say, yo, once I get this degree, I'm going to be good for the rest of my life. Nah, it's false. Yeah. <laughs> once you get this degree, you're going to get it, or you're going to appreciate it. It's going to be valuable. Then you're going to be like, yo, I want more. Yeah. I want something else. And I think running away from the tension for your business is never a, a good thing. And yeah, and, and I totally agree because like when that, whenever I'm not where I want to be, here's like my routine. I don't respond to emails. I don't show up to conference calls. And, and I tend to distance myself from everybody. And it's because I feel depressed. I feel I'm not where I want to be. And I think what I'm realizing is that when you're not where you want to be, that's when you need the most attention mm. because you need people to help you get to where you need to be. Yeah. But you need that positive feedback. They're saying, yo, I really appreciate this or I needed this. It might come left field, but it will be the perfect moment. Yeah. Like even when certain people say, yo, the podcast, you know, changed my life. I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? This episode really made me think about how can I move differently and it's those type of feedbacks is going to keep you going even when you don't feel like running your business because i'm not going to say i'll get up and say i want to train every day yeah i love my clients but it's, some days i just don't feel like doing it like i just don't <laughs> i love training i've been doing it for almost eight years now but when somebody tell me yo i just lost 10 pounds or my butt just got bigger and i'm like damn I bet. Let's do it. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Let's make it go two inches, three inches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's help somebody else. And I think that's the best part about entrepreneurship is that on for on switch can be in a moment. If you make some type of impact on somebody, it can change in an instant. Yeah. And I feel like I wish we had a podcast like this when I went through my slump phases. Because yeah. when you're not where you want to be, you feel isolated. You feel like you're by yourself. Yeah. And that's why KB and I, we created this podcast. It's for any entrepreneur that feels like they're by themselves, that feel like I don't want the attention. Like you have this community of people going through the same things that they're going through. Because the more you talk to business people and experts in their field, the more you realize it's all the same. Like, bro, I was talking to one of my employees' parents, I told you from Malaysia, and we were talking about this, we, like he speaks whatever language they speak in Malaysia and I speak English. And when it came to business, we were speaking the same language. <laughs> we had the same struggles. We had some of the similar accomplishments. It was all congruent. And I was like, wow. So I wish I knew that other people in different fields go through the same struggles as me. Yeah. In, in the beginning, I literally thought I was the only one going through it. Yeah, because you're just looking at your own situation. Yeah. You're not looking at business as a whole. It's universal. And I think that's what's the dope part about the podcast is that we have similar, so many similar situations, but in two different industries. Yeah. And sometimes the problems that you go through, I can learn from before I hit that pitfall. Yeah. And then we share it with y'all. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's dope. And we learn from other people as well. Other podcasts we listen to too. I think that's what life is all about is us growing and needing one another. And sharing information. We living in abundance. We never running out of gems. Uh -huh. Like <laughs> as long as we continue living, we're gonna keep giving gems. Like we keep going experiencing, we're gonna keep trying helping the next man because one, we didn't have that, we didn't have the access to that, and we wanna do that for other people. Because um it's not taught. 
Especially where we from. Exactly. And I'm telling y'all, man, that's why we really, when we thought of this episode, we was like, yo, for our entrepreneurs, man, when it comes down to building your resume, the biggest thing is, like, you got to know your brand is that. So I'm ready to jump into solutions to let our entrepreneurs know what they got to do whenever they struggling with your brand is your resume. Our first problem was it's hard building a brand when no one knows who you are. Yeah. My solution is define who you are before your business, before your business, before, you know, the logo, before the website, before the Shopify, define who you are and who you want to reach. Those are the two things that you need to have a successful business and a successful brand. Yeah. And I think to piggyback off of that, when a person says it was hard building a brand when no one knows who you are, that's the beauty is getting people to know who you are. Like for me, I look at everything as like a challenge. We competitive, right? As an entrepreneur, I feel like you have to be competitive. And I just looked at it as a fun challenge saying, look, no one knows who I am, but you not gonna not know who I am forever. Like eventually you're gonna know. So I looked at it as an exciting journey of becoming known. And I, that's what I want the entrepreneurs. No one knows who you are. Just right. put a smile on your face and be like, all right, y'all gonna know my name. That's a fact. It goes back to what we know best is girls in basketball. <laughs> yeah. You go to the party, you're gonna be cool. But like, yo, by the end of the night, you're gonna know who I am. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We go to the park, nobody pick you. All right, bet, I got next. <laughs> <laughs> you go in, you do what you do, you bust their ass. Now, oh, what's your name, bro? Yeah. Like, so that's the same thing with your business. Like, nah, you don't know who I am, but it's cool. I'm gonna be consistent and I'm gonna show you what I came here to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. The second problem was. But I don't like posting on social media like that. Yeah. My solution is to understand how much money that's on the table. That you're probably not making. You're probably doing well. You're probably doing greater than the people around you. You're probably doing greater than your friends or whatever your circle is. But if you're not capitalizing off your social media as you should, then realize this is what you've been missing out on. Because you got all these different goals. You're like, why is it so hard? I don't want to continue to work like this. You're working hard, but not smart. If you don't want to run your social media, have someone running for Pay you. Pay somebody, yeah. But that's what you have money for. Money is a tool. Yeah. Things we don't want to do, you pay somebody to do it. Like I'm that. never doing laundry again, mm -hmm. ever, because I have money to pay somebody to do my laundry. And I think you got to just start thinking smarter and take the capital. I'm telling you. And my solution to that is use social media to document your journey. Like, that's the best thing about it. I use it, now I use it to document stuff because I want people to see the good times in business. And sometimes you gotta be super transparent and mm -hmm. show them the bad. Facts. Because if you make business seem so sexy and there's no pitfalls to it, then you're, you're painting a false image. And I think that's what I use now. So let me see the problem one more time. So it says, I don't like posting like that. I'm telling you, use it to help you got to show the story yeah. and when people see the story and they understand the story then eventually they're going to want to be a part of that story so use social media just to document the moments the third problem was i'm not where where i want to be yet so i don't want that much attention on my business mm -hmm. and my solution to that is find where you want to be mm -hmm. and also realize that the attention is gonna help you get feedback for your business. It is gonna help you update your business. Every time Instagram has an update since it started, every other week is an update. 
it's never a perfect app. Uber always updating. Tesla always updating. So these are billion, multi-billion dollar companies. So why you think you don't need an update? So the only reason you get the update because people will send in their reviews and they will ask them, will you let us know if something's going wrong with a support group? You guys probably know, let's read the terms and conditions. <laughs> yep. But they ask you, do you want to send this in? But yes, I want to send this in. This is not working. Like this keep freezing. My reels is not working. You understand that you need people's feedback. You need that attention in your brain. It's not going to be perfect at start, but you got to be great to start. Yeah, <laughs> just like that. And like, I like that one a lot because what I want to add to that is when you don't want attention, to, to keep it 100 with everyone, I don't really like social media like that, but I like attention. And I think the biggest thing is attention is where the money resides. <laughs> I'm going to say that one more time. Attention is where the money resides. Where the money resides. <laughs> they going to remember. If they forget anything else, they going to remember that. I'm telling you. And, and the reason why I started focusing on where the attention is is because eventually even if I don't have nothing to offer I just want to keep enough attention on myself so when I do have something to offer it's going to be a smooth transition when KB was building his brand he didn't have anything to offer yet and even though he didn't have nothing to offer he kept the attention on him so my thoughts was now what I'm going to do is even if you don't have nothing to offer even if you don't have anything to offer keep the attention on yourself because that attention is eventually going to transition into the money. It's where the money reside. Where the money reside. I'm telling y'all. Y'all see, like, I got my own ebook. Business is a sport and you're the coach. And this is where the attention is. Now, this book is tough. And it's very valuable, especially for people that need to build teams. We got to do a whole nother a live about this. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then y'all already know about this. I don't think y'all ever seen this one. Not the printed one. <laughs> Not the printed one, man. In real life, Seven Secret Body Goals. You actually go to sevensecretbodygoals.com to get the ebook, but we got the tangible ones. And but this is dope. We two kids from Southside. <laughs> and we got books, bro. Come on. Like this is it's beautiful that we took on business and entrepreneurship. And my thing is I always want people to experience what they truly passionate about. Even if you're saying against you know what you're doing, even if your parents are saying against what you're doing, please go after it. Because if you don't go after it, you only person you is losing is you. Yeah. And that's why we, we both are built this way because we won't always want it more than our actual environment. And people from our environment, we didn't let that stop us. And I think that's one important thing that you gotta understand about this journey of entrepreneurship. You gotta have a tight circle. You gotta have it, somebody that's going hold you accountable. We talk almost like four or five times a week. Yeah. And that's how we be coming up with content because we talk to other people about entrepreneurship. So the beauty of it to me is your brand is your resume because you want people to understand what you're doing or giving off before they even talk to you. And the only way to do that is having things in place. I don't say you're going to have an ebook yet, <laughs> but I'm just saying having your things in place, your post in place, your website, all these different things and be clear about your vision of, of the, what you want to do and who you want to help. And that's all I got, man. I, I'm excited. <laughs> and I'm about to get back to drinking. <laughs> Yo, and look, I'm telling when it comes to your brand, what KB said in the beginning, your brand is what people say when you're not in the room. And, and that's why we create stuff like this. So my final takeaway is this. When you get in the game of business, right, you want your brand to speak for yourself. Because as entrepreneurs, we don't have resumes. 
we're not giving people a piece of paper and say, hey, here's what I've done, here's what I've accomplished. What they really want to see is what are your results and what does your brand stand for? And do you even have a brand? So for all of the entrepreneurs, man, get rid of your resume and focus on your brand because in this game of business, that's how you win. So for all my entrepreneurs listening, your brand is your resume. Entrepreneur. Anyone can start, but only champions finish. Now that you've completed this episode, you're ready to continue your journey by connecting directly with our hosts of Entrepreneurhood. Follow us on Instagram at The Entrepreneurhood to stay updated with the community. For each episode, the first set of listeners to tag us on Instagram and leave a five-star review will be entered into a drawing to get a free one-on-one coaching session on the topic of entrepreneurship with our hosts. Remember, there is no shame in struggling because we fail, we grow, and we win right here on Entrepreneurhood.